So uh, let's talk. Let's talk about sex. This is, uh, I would say, the right environment right now. It is yeah. indeed. You know, uh, a friend of mine married recently, and really, he said to me, really honest, uh, I, I, I love to have sex, but I'm not good. And I, I start to smile and laugh because it's somehow funny. What do you think about it? But at <laughs> least he loves it. That's good. That's yeah. good. But when I think of sex and believers, um, that sounds really strange. And I think it does not match together. You think the believers, they, they're not good in sex? Yeah, Is somehow what it's, it sounds strange. But what, what, what about uh, sex and church? Oh, this is even even stranger. But really? uh, what about sex? But what, what, what about sex and ICF? People in ICF, they, I think they're good. Yeah, I mean, all these words with uh, sex connected and then even sex and God, this sounds very strange. And when we think about sex and God, then we think he is a fun killer or he is a moralizer more than someone who created it. But for me, it's not the thing he's a moral killer or he's, he's not into that. It's more the thought that God is watching and all the angels and then we have oh, sex no, and no, then no, they say, oh, Leo, no, Pastor Leo and Susanna, no. oh, can you imagine? No. This, that's, that's weird for me, actually. I, I, I cannot, ah, oh, my gosh. I mean, no, but the cool thing is in the Songs of Songs, in the Bible, in chapter 7, verse 7 to 8, uh, the Bible says, you are slender like a palm tree, and your breasts are like its clusters of fruit. I said, I will climb the palm tree and take hold of its fruit. May your breasts be like grape clusters, and the fragrance of your breath like apples. This is an amazing Bible verse. I mean, you can find erotic in the Bible. This is crazy, right? What do you think about it? It is. It is crazy. And... Isn't it like that? We think that sex is only something we experience with the body because um, we assume first and foremost that it's only something physical. Maybe the teacher in biology uh, spoke about the facts of life and uh, how it works with anatomy and all that stuff. And that's why we are tempted to do wrong conclusion. We conclude that love does not hurt because it's only something with our body that we experience with the body and never with emotions and, and more. Really? Well, I heard it as well, but, but the truth actually is, and when we are a pastor, we, we do a lot of counseling with people. This is actually always people get burned. People get really hurt because yes. sex is not only a body thing, it's also a soul and a spirit thing. And let's, let's go out of the bed because it's too comfortable right now. And um, there's actually, good, another um, very cool illustration about Ooh, whoa. sex, what's happened? Yeah. Can you help me out? Out of balance. You know, there's a good thing out of balance. Often we, we talk about sex and sex is like a mobile and you know, beneath the word there are different levels and the Bible talks a lot about different levels because often we think sex is just a technique you, you can learn it and then you're super good or you're not good not very good you're like in the Champions League of sex but beneath sexuality is actually my identity 
Sex has so much to do who I am or who I think I am or even how I grew up or was brought up. And also love. I think sex without love is boring. Yeah. It's really boring. But a lot, a lot of people say you can have sex without real love. It's just a body thing. I, I, I really not agree. And even uh, sex creates life. I mean, babies are uh, happen one, two, three, four, five. And erotic thing. Erotic is also maybe easy to connect with sex, but erotic is a big, big part for example. I mean, let's be honest, for example, you love and you like when I'm shaved. I do then, like then, then you when love, you're shaved. Then you love to kiss me. Yes. And if I let grow my beard, you are really angry and you say, I, I cannot kiss you, it's ice. I don't like it. I really don't like it. Yeah, but I, I actually had a problem because in this summer my, my kids asked me, Daddy, please let, let grow your beard. We want to see how cool will be your beard be. For three weeks I had to decide between you and my kids and my Facebook fans. They gave me all a like and I had like a dislike at home and sometimes social media at home, it's not the same. But just saying, under sex are different layers of life, love, identity and erotism and all together gives us a very good, holy and solid sexual life. And that's why if one thing goes out of balance, the whole thing starts to shake and this is a very, very good illustration actually. Yeah, it is. And we have another great illustration. Sex is like fire. And as you can imagine, if I would start uh, to make fire here at a Samsung Hall, it's definitely the wrong place. And it's very dangerous. Can you imagine? I mean, Leo likes to light up fires and when I pull some more fuel on it and then make a fire, it's very dangerous. But to build a fire is like this. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yeah, you are the professional in that. But can you imagine, and with the sexuality, it's the same. It's a great thing, it's a romantic thing, but on the wrong place, without the boundaries that God has set, like the marriage, it's very dangerous. And we brought a picture what can happen when fire is on the wrong place. And this is a picture what happens when sexuality is not in the boundaries, in the God's given boundaries. He placed sexuality into marriage and it's like a fire on the wrong place, very dangerous. It's like a fire and often people saying to me, in, in those days, you know, sex is only a body thing. It's nothing to do with my soul. It's nothing to do with my spirit. And the Bible never talks about uh, sex so clearly. And the thing is, just think for a moment about it. When you are betrayed, when your husband or your friend has an affair, if this is only a body thing, what's the problem? It's just going out for another dinner. You can say, okay, was not good. It's just a feedback, simple thing. But it has to do with my soul, with my intimacy, with, with my deepest uh, spirit, and it hurts me, and it takes years sometimes, years to recover, to trust somebody again, because it's not only a body thing, it's also a soul and a spirit thing. That's why I'm so happy about the Bible. The Bible says, the place for sex, the place for a fire, is a safe environment who saves you and gives you warm. That's why marriage is the place for a good, long, li uh, last, lifelong, lasting sex. Let's, let's bring it back to where it belongs. Not on the Samsung stage. 
No. The owner will be not happy. No one wants the fire on stage. Belongs to a safe place. And here is a, a Bible verse. Uh, I want to read it to you in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. And this is actually a very, very sharp Bible verse. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. I mean, of course, sin is sin in the eyes of God, but there seems different levels of what happens in our own body, inside and outside. And Susanna, um, there are three reasons why it's very important to have sex in a very, very healthy environment in a marriage. What, what are the three points? Yeah, the first principle I love to explain you is the principle that sex binds. And it's very interesting, it doesn't matter where you have sex, with whom, how much, and, and whatever. Our body is created that it releases hormones as soon as you have sex with someone. Doesn't matter where, with whom, when, how often. Our body is created to release these hormones and these hormones have something very special. They have the ability to create um, community, to, to bind together. Isn't that interesting? We, have, we are designed with a hormone that creates, that binds together. And we find this hormone also in, in when we have a baby. For example, it really matters if you have a baby or if you have your own baby. You feel much more connected with your own baby because when you hug it, when you cuddle it, then it releases the same hormones that have the ability to bind together. And especially when women breast are breastfeeding, the hormones are released and we feel more connected. And the same thing happens when we have sex. Doesn't matter with whom, doesn't matter where and when and how much. And the, the Scientologists, maybe they are called different, but doesn't matter. Some people figure out that the same is true when they tested animals. So they took a mother sheep and they put placed beside a small lamb. And it was not, uh, she was not the mother of the lamb. So they watched what will happen with that mother sheep. She put that sheep, that lamb away. She was not connected with that lamb. But as soon as they injected this hormone that has the ability to bind together, she adopted that little one and made it as her own. Isn't that very interesting? We are created, our bodies are created and designed to release these hormones that has the ability to connect, to, to build intimate relationship. And this is how God created us. It's amazing that the sheep uh, illustration is really amazing because it, it teaches me somehow that it's like a connection, a spiritual connection, because often, especially young people say, it's not a big deal, it's just sex, you yeah. know, but it's, that's not true, because you, you're connecting, you bind in your spirit, in your soul, in, in, as well in your mind. And here's another Bible verse who says exactly the same thing again and again and again in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16. And I love uh, the, the grammatic words. Do you know that? Uh, we would say, of course, God, you know that, you know. Do you know that 
that who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body. We bind, for it says the two will become one flesh. It says the same thing again. Sex is not just something neutral. We bind something. Let's, let's go back to our amazing bed. I feel super cold. And I love this illustration here because it's very unique. Ladies first. Oh, thank you. Oh, you opened the door, thank you. You know why, why uh, when sex binds, it's sometimes um, a lot of people, their bed is uh, overfilled with other women. And they have a lot of, uh, like a cinema in their brain with a lot of experience and moments. And often the challenge is they got married, but the, the bed, they're not sharing the bed only with the, with the girl, with a lot of women in, in, from the past. Yeah. And there's a lot of uh, memories in them. And it really takes time to get rid of all those different stuff. Often the bed is overstuffed with other women or men. Susanna, what I appreciate when we Married, we got married. We had no sex before our our uh, wedding. You remember, uh, we had a really an amazing, uh, super good honeymoon. I, I will never forget it. In a tent. In a tent. It's not a smart <laughs> way to do it. It's a cheap. Not the smartest it, place. It's, it's a cheap way to do it, but not smart because it's very noisy actually. Yeah. But you know, like in the early in the early years when <laughs> when we had sex together, uh, to really be honest, uh, we are honest. We 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 had. Uh, we, were, we were not good, actually. We, we were super young. We just had some hormones in us. And we, we had often like feedback. How was it? And I said sometimes it was so terrible. It's not even worthy for a feedback. But the good, no, it's the good thing is, the good thing is because in a marriage is a safe place. It's a place where you can love, you can chill, you can talk about it, you can pray about because it. Because you have another chance tomorrow. And I always said to, 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 to Susanna, hey, don't, don't worry, we have 100 years time to be, to be better. And it, it takes the pressure away of, of just uh, you pushing a button and all of a sudden you're like a rocket, you, 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 it's all good. And we, we, it, it, it felt for me like very relaxing um, in the beginning. Of course, I had some dreams or wishes what we could do, this and this. But this is a place of intimacy and also a place where when you be out undressed, it's a very intimacy thing. And I'm so thankful for the guidance, the principle that God has given me and us. That's why, let's go into the second point. And this is for me really a little bit new. Uh, it says, sex shapes. Sex shapes. Uh, they're saying, for example, we have to, to be saying, I want to be more like Christ. And as more I worship Jesus Christ, as more I praise him, as more I'm uh, becoming more and more like Jesus Christ. This is my main goal. But the same thing is true for the opposite when you have sex. That means the person you have sex starts to shape you. And I'm not always sure if you say, oh, hallelujah. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it then does, it really matters. It, it matters. Who it, is your partner? Yeah, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24 and 25, the Bible says, This is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united, hear the word again, to his wife, and they become one flesh. Here's the word one again. Adam and, and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. This is amazing. Let's go back to the Corinthians chapter 6 verse 18 maybe you can read it again yeah I love to read 1 Corinthians 6 verse 18 
There it says, flee from sexual immorality. All other sins are person a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. What is sin against their own body? I mean, this is an amazing Bible verse. I read it many, many times. What is the, the meaning behind that Bible verse? Yeah, the meaning behind the Bible verse is that our brain is created because of these hormones that, has the, that, that have the ability to bind together. Um, our brain is created to form and shape like the partner is. And this is an amazing ability. So when we have sex together, not only um, is a hormone released in our body that connects us more and binds us together, but also a hormone is released that shapes my brain. That's why it's so important to think about with whom I have sex. That means you become more like me yeah. and I become more like you. That's interesting. And we are designed from God like this. This is a good thing, right? It is. Oh, I'm happy. Um, let's go out again. Um, when, I, when I heard that for the very first time, uh, it was like two weeks ago, I was, ah, yeah, but uh, I'm a man. I need things much simpler. This is for me like too complex. But you can find this actually in the animal world in a very, very, very simple way. Have you ever seen a, a dog owner? After a while, the dog owner looks like the dog, right? If you are a man and you have black hair, you will find always a black dog. If you a woman and you have gray curly hair, after a while, you look like the dog, right? And if you're a lady, you have long black hair, and after a while you find a black dog. And now what's with the people with no hair? There is also a dog for you. You see this? And this is actually, you can see this in the, in the animal world. That means you are reflecting the opposite, the person you spend a lot of time and energy. And that's why sex is not just like in a one-night stand. You bind something spiritually also in your soul and you start to reflect the other person. This is what Dr. Michael Merzenich, a very complex word, uh, quote, and uh, I tried to read it to you. It's a little bit complex, but he says ex exactly the same thing. This explains our vulnerability when we fall in love and why so many self-convenience young men and women who fall in love with a manipulative, a hurtful or derogatory person often lose touch with themselves and are pledged by a self-doubt which it can take years to recover from. It's a very complex uh, uh, quote, but this says something. The person you have sex, you start to reflect from that person, and that can be really a tough thing. Now, uh, let's, let's be uh, honest for a moment, because often people come and say, yeah, this is not in the Bible. Sex before marriage is not in the Bible. And God is really saying that. And often they, they try to start a theology discussion about it and it gets very, very religious. And now I want to make three statements and, and then I want to tell you why uh, we make these this, uh, statements. Susanna, I want to ask you, does God still loves me, love me if I do it differently? Yes. yes, he still loves me. Second question. Will God accuse me? No. No. Can I continue this way, the old way? 
Yes, yes, I can. Do it. If you, if you think, think it's the best thing, do it. Why we think that? Because often we have a wrong image, a wrong, a wrong thoughts. We're thinking God has given us the Ten Commandments to blame us, to put pressure on us. We have a really wrong picture about who God is. If I, if I fail, if I'm not obedient, it's not that God has a problem. I have a problem. The same thing, people coming to me and say, where is in the Bible I should give 10% to the church? It's not that God is running out of money. Never ever, this will be never ever the case. God has everything. That means I am not blessed. All the laws from God, the Ten Commandments, it's for me, for my own blessing. God is like a father who says, don't touch the oven. If I touch the oven, the oven will not be broken. I don't have a problem. You fingers has a problem. You understand what I'm talking about? And God is saying, uh, keep the Sabbath. The seventh day is holy for God. It's not that God says, oh, if, um, if, you, if you don't spend time, I feel lonely. God is not lonely. He has all the angels. It's for me. The same thing is sex is in marriage. God is saying, if you do it differently, your own way, it's not the best thing because you will burn your finger and it creates a lot of damage in your soul and in your spirit. And when God is teaching us, it's not, I'm not falling that out of religion because I have to do it. I wanna, I wanna do what God commands me because He's the owner. He created me. He knows what is the best for me. That's why when we fall in love, I always said, we will, not have we will not have sex for marriage. I don't care what people think, what people will say, because I believe that the commandments of God is a blessing for me. And we keep that law with a vision. We say to our two boys, the 19 and 17 years old, you need a vision because only we do it because you have to do it's not a vision vision will drive you vision will lead you vision will give you an amazing drive the same thing is when you buy a car and the, the owner of the car the guy who created the company says this car, car drives with gas or gas yeah gas 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 and it's actually a diesel but when the owner says it's gas, gas and diesel is not the same. They say, oh, I don't believe that. I can do whatever I want. It's what I feel. Okay, then you fill up diesel, you drive 100 meter and your engine is gone forever. It's not that the owner has a problem. No, you have to buy a new car. You have a problem. And that's the thing. And that's why I keep the commandments because God knows beneath the sex, what is the best environment? for me don't do it only because of religion do it out of a vision my creator knows the best what is good for us that's why you need a vision in your life the last point point number three yeah the principle number three is sex in Lavens. and we said to each other when one of us asks for sex or offers sex, we don't say no. And this hormone that has the ability to bind really helps me in terms of that because I don't always feel like having sex with Leo when he asks me. But since I know that my body releases this hormone that has the ability to feel connected, to feel intimate, to bind together, it motivates me. Because when I don't feel like that in the beginning, I know something
something happens inside of me and it's for my good. It's for the good of our relationship. That's why we said we don't say no to each other. And people ask us, do you pray before sex? Sounds strange somehow, but I can tell you, yes, I do pray because I know I don't feel like having sex. And then I pray and I say, Lord, I, I have no idea how I do it now because I feel minus 10 and I should be up to 100. How do you do that? I don't know. Please help me. And I remember always the Bible verse that says in Romans 5 verse 5 that the love of God is poured out into my heart. And I remember that and I say to myself, I am full of love. I have enough love to give. To I, give. I always thought you are so on fire because of me. Oh. But it's actually the Bible and uh, the Romans chapter from Paul. <laughs> You are like, come on, I read it, and now let's do it. That's why it's important to quote Bible verses. This is very important, right? I, I had no clue about it because I always thought it's, yeah, but I'm happy. Yeah. I believe you can do it. It's in you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is nice. Come on. And another thing is, I mean, even if you're not in the mood, it, it's still something good for you. I mean, yes. it, it, it's not, no, it's not crashing you. It's not hurting yeah. you. In a safe place, no, that's true. true. It's better to touch, really is, uh, to touch is, uh, each other than not touching. This is, maybe it's a man's quote, sorry. In uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3 to 5, it's a little bit of a complex Bible verse. God wants you to be holy and completed free from sexual immorality. Each of you men should know how to live with his wife in holy and honorable way, not with the lustful desire, like the heathen who do not know God. With other words, when you set, build the fire in the right place in a marriage, it's very important that under sex there are different layers. And lust is always not a good uh, uh, guidance and it's not a smart way to do it. And I honor you because you are the creation of God and I'm happy that you honor my, my, me too. And together we can have Good, good sex. This is what I believe from the bottom of my heart. I believe Christians have the best sex. Because you have the Bible and the book of Romans. This is what I learned tonight. Yeah, and what I want to say is, uh, maybe you're here tonight and you feel like you have a problem and troubles with sex. And the world tells you that you chose the wrong partner and you have to change your partner. But what God tells you is, hey, you are not wrong and your partner neither is wrong. But I love you from the bottom of, your, of my heart, God says. And it's just an alarm signal, uh, uh, antenna that shows you that maybe something beneath is not good. Maybe your love is not good or your identity is not good. Maybe you don't know that it matters what I, God, say to you and it doesn't matter what people are thinking about you. Maybe one of these parts is not good and it's a chance 
to bring it to God. It's a chance for healing because he's not the one who condemns you. He's the one who is healing, who is the healer, who is the doctor, and he wants to heal your sexuality. And that's why take it as a signal and as an alarm clock somehow from for your life when something in your sexuality doesn't work. It has to do because something beneath is not good and you can pull it out and you can hand it over to Jesus and ask him because he is the healer. In closing, you know what is for me really a weird thing because sexuality is God's idea. It's God's creation. You know what the devil does? The devil steals, robs things. He, God created sexuality and the devil stole sexuality and now it seems the topic of the world. The world is saying to the church and the Christians, if, you're not, if you do not believe in God, you will have better sex and you can have sex there and there. And the owner and the creator is not against sexuality. That's when we started in the beginning, we dropped the question. When God looks at us and he sees our sexuality, when we have sex together, will he, will he be pleased? Will the angel say, come on, do it? I think so. Because it's a creation thing. And often, we Christians may have a, a wrong thinking in terms of sexuality. It's God's topic. And it's time for us Christians that we stand up and we say, we are not against sex. We are for sex in marriage. Always when people ask me, ah, you eyes, if you are against sex, they know we are not against. We are for sex. Sex in the morning, sex for lunch, sex at the afternoon. We were always sex. This is always my, my running gag and people always do. Five times a day? So why not? Why not? It's, it's creation. I also pray, pray more than once a day. Why not? Just, just, just kidding a little bit. But I want to say it's a God thing. And the devil has stolen and robbed sexuality and has given us a wrong mindset. In closing, We would love to pray with you guys because I know this is not an easy topic. We have some singles in the room. They will say, okay, nice. Nice to hear it if sex is good in a marriage and not even have a boyfriend. Some people, maybe you, you broke up your relationship. Other people are um, married and other people, maybe they lost their partner. And what I would love to do in the next minute is just invite the Holy Spirit. Just the Holy Spirit that He will serve you, that He will minister to you. In closing, I had a guy in our church in the early years, he came to our church every, almost every Sunday, but he never said yes to Jesus Christ. There was one topic, it was about sexuality. He said, oh, if I open my life to Christ, if I say yes to Jesus Christ, then the sex is over. And he never gave his life to Christ because of the thought of sexuality. But in that area, he had the biggest challenges, the biggest struggles. He struggled all the time. And the day when he received Christ, you know what happened? Six months later, he got to know a girl in our church. And he fell in love. And for the very first time, he waited with sex until he married. And he's now married. He's a solid pillar in our movement. And he's a guy who opened doors to plant churches. And this is always for me like, so crazy how the devil can lie to you. Give you the feeling you're feeling short. But that will be never the case. Let's close our eyes for a moment. And before I ask the Holy Spirit to minister to you, 
I want to give you the opportunity. Maybe you are here for the very first time and you're hearing such a message for the very first time. Maybe you're a backslidden Christian or maybe in some areas you fail, you're not trusting God Almighty anymore. I just want to invite you into a prayer where you are reconnected maybe for the first time or again to Jesus Christ. I want to lead you in a very simple salvation prayer. Please be seated and if this is your prayer, wherever you're sitting, just pray with me. Say, dear Jesus, thank you so much for my unique life. I have failed. Please forgive me. I make you as my Lord and as my Savior. I am yours. Lead me and guide me. And be my teacher in every aspect of life. Right now, I am yours. Forever and ever. The Bible says when we pray this prayer, we belong to the family of God. Our sins are forgiven. I want to say to you right now, welcome home. And now let's close our eyes for a moment in the presence of God Almighty. What I love about church, there are many, many reasons. But one thing is God has put out the Holy Spirit and He will minister to us in a tremendous way. Father God, here we are as a church. I'm so thankful that sexuality is your idea. It's your topic. You the owner of sexuality. You know my life better than I do. You know all the experience I had an amazing in my life. And there are some moments I'm deeply, deeply hurt. I feel like betrayed it. I feel I lost the most valuable thing in me. And I want to ask you right now, heal me again. Restore me again. And I see people um, here tonight, your sexuality is put in a box and put aside because um, this box inside does not look very good and very joyful and very pleasant. But I feel like the Holy Spirit says to you, let me have a look into that box because I can rearrange things. I can renew your life, your sexuality. I can redo things. And so I invite you tonight to open this box before Jesus and let him make order and reorganize and redo all the stuff that you experienced in sexuality. Maybe you're here, you're married, and you sense somehow that the love is not so strong anymore. It's not like a burning fire anymore. What I 
love about the Holy Spirit, He can fill you up again. He can restore the joy and the lust for the partner in an amazing new level. This is what I believe. And while we are sitting, sitting, we will sing together just to Jesus. Because there is no other name than the name of Jesus Christ. trust your sovereignty when there is no clarity because I can't sit forever in my disappointment and pain. I'm going to stand. Fear loves to limit you. Fear loves to keep you where you are. Fear wants you to do what you have always done and never do anything else. Fear wants to shackle your pot 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 potential and fear always wants to limit you. The Word of God has a power in it like nothing else. Jesus, I'm afraid. Jesus, let's do it. And there are moments when you are in a ladder, when you are facing an area where you're super afraid. Pray, grab, hold. Please, don't give up.